Hello, everyone, and welcome to another week of Big Vision Gaming's podcast. It's a weekly podcast where we discuss games, movies, and literally anything else that comes up. I'm Nick, your host, and with me today, I have my co-host, Chris. Hey, guys. And Tom. Hello. What's going on, guys? How's your week been? Uh, Well, you know, it's a boring week. Um <laughs> <laughs> not so much fun, going exciting. on but uh come on tom yeah something's gotta happen yeah something happened this week sure. something come did on. happen this week overwatch happened this week i got to play some okay. of that that was actually a lot a lot more fun than you know like i was him hawing around it like ah, it doesn't really, really like sound like it's got a lot of maps or have a, a lot of you know, lot going on there but it's it's a lot more fun than i gave it credit for so maybe we'll Sweet. have to talk about it a little bit more in depth in an episode coming up cool how you doing chris yeah, it's it's like a hundred thousand degrees in my house. Uh, but aside from that, fantastic because I am getting drops in the Iron Banner all the time. Woo-hoo. So that makes things so much more bearable, doesn't it? Um, it is nice, isn't it? Yeah, it it just makes life better. So uh, I'm really happy about that, and I'm ready to start my second character uh, for the next couple of days. Hopefully, I can get them some cool stuff too. Oh but, yeah, uh, they'll, they'll they'll run through the ranks real quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's awesome. How about you, Nick? Uh, you know, played some Overwatch with Tom. Otherwise, I've, yeah, I've been enjoying Iron Banner too. Uh, actually yeah. getting some drops, which is really nice. Uh, got some max level arms and chest pieces. Um, so sweet, I mean, sweet loot. Yeah, it's you know, ever since the the latest update, the 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 loot system has been so much better than it ever has been in Destiny. I mean, Taken King took you know a leap forward from you know the first year, and this just basically to me kind of perfected it. I mean, I've I've yet to step foot in the raid, and you know I'm I'm already over three thirty on all of my characters, which is awesome. Yeah, the, because, the progression you know, system seems to be a lot more enjoyable right now. You actually can level up. Right, it's actually you can feel like you're making progress when you play. Which is awesome. Yes. So, but, what do you think? What do you think about that fusion rifle drop that we're getting this week? Do you like that one, or I haven't really used fusion rifles too much. But for me, um, I mean, it, I don't know. I haven't actually used Ash Raven's flight yet. Uh, all I know is I keep getting pwned with it, and it really, really sucks. Yeah, I'm getting one shotted uh, all over the place with that damn fusion rifle. Well, yeah, it's yeah. like you know, it's like a shotgun, yeah. except it has it's got more distance. It definitely has, it hits like a truck, so I've I've been using it all the time. I love it. (laughs) I'm just not um, proficient with a fusion rifle. I can't use it effectively. I used it effectively in the first year when I was going for Thorn because you had to get all the void kills in the Crucible to get to it. Um, So I had a really nice void fusion rifle um, from the original Destiny and then also from, uh, you know, the, the Dark Below DLC that just were awesome but i haven't really used fusion rifles since then so my skills in that have been lacking can i just yeah. say that uh this iron banner feels like it's all shotguns and fusion rifles nobody's using slim to none are using snipers and sidearms right now i still encounter some that are using them occasionally but it's not as prevalent as like everyone having it and you just standing on both sides of the map shooting each other yeah i never see sidearms at all I like using the sidearm. It's I, I find it enjoyable. Yeah, I like uh, the Iron Wreath sidearm is my favorite, yeah, and I think it's, it's the best in the game. I can't get that drop. Everybody else around me was getting it. I didn't get it, so I could either buy it or... If you can't it. get it, I recommend buying it. What is? Uh, are there certain perks that are set on the one you buy? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's the perks are set. Okay. Um, 
I forget. I mean, the one is readying after equipping it, or uh, you know, gives you bonus accuracy for a period of time. And I forget what the other perk is. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but, I've been trying to get that braced frame on the uh, fusion, but I'm I'm not getting that roll. So I got I got one with braced frame. I haven't uh, I haven't done anything with it yet. It's just sitting sitting on my character. Yeah, my Aaron, oh. my Aaron Wreath has got the um, uh, hot swap, so the readying increases accuracy, and then um, also the one where you when you aim it increases accuracy. So I'm doing bonus accuracy stacking. Nice. So that's destiny, huh? Yeah. <laughs> well, um, so so the audience knows this week we're gonna do a little bit shorter of an episode. Um, it's Memorial Day weekend. Um, so we're just going to get right into the main topic and that's crazy E3 predictions. Our, um, our craziest just, never going to happen wishes. Well, for I E3. mean, <laughs> I guess we shouldn't say never going to happen because the last guardian is happening and nobody ever thought that was going to happen. Eh, it's still not <laughs> yeah, going to happen. It's still not that's out. True. I don't believe it. <laughs> it's still not out. <laughs> they announced it. <laughs> yeah. What's your you point? You can actually see all the gameplay. They announced, and uh, you know, mighty number nine too. Oh, a long time ago. Oh yeah, well uh, we'll see if they uh, change the uh, the release date on it yet again. So these are a combination of predictions and what we want to see possibly <laughs> show up. So I think that's kind of the thing. Maybe they will not. Who knows? Yeah, but, um, my, mine are more super left field, kind of like uh, I don't think it'll ever happen, but it would be damn interesting if they did. Right. Well, do you want to start off then, Tom? Oh, sure. <laughs> Certainly. Mm. Why Why not? Ah. So, <laughs> with my first prediction for 2016 E3, Sega will announce their hand back in their hat back into the console ring. <laughs> God. <laughs> no, that's funny. With, with a new Sonic IP. Oh, man. Right? So... Along with this prediction, uh, Atlas will be in charge of forming the Sonic IP. Uh, and, and you people who play games like Persona 5 or these these huge JRPGs, the, Atlas is the name behind them. So that's, okay. uh, that, that's uh, yeah. Well, what, what kind of game? I mean, is this going to be an RPG? Yes, or what do you, what it's going to be an RPG with, with basically Sonic skin over top of it. Okay. Okay. Just something so, so then, different that people will go, okay, maybe I'll try that. Maybe that'll be good. I know the name of the, the studio. I know, you know. Uh, so so, so kind of like a Mario RPG, but with Sonic characters. Yes, you know, Mario's got uh, Mario Paper, which is their RPG. Okay. So. Figure, okay, and you want, Atlas, yeah. you want Atlas to do this, right? Yeah. You don't trust Square Enix on this one. Well, Square Enix kind of has their hat near their hand and a whole bunch of other things, so. Atlas and doesn't Sega own Atlas? I don't know. I thought they did. I don't know that, but it could be true. I think they do. I think okay. I think Sega owns them, and I think Sega kind of lets them do their own thing. So, so I like it. Yeah, I, I I would play that. I don't know. I really love Mario RPG, so why not? Right? Yeah. I mean, it it seems like it might just be something that's uh, totally off the wall, but I, I'd kind of like to see see it there. Um. And then to go along with the the Sega system, Steam announces that they're done with Steam boxes, and then they will partner up with Sega to create their new system. 
Oh, man. So wow. they, they come really, up with some sort of really hardcore PC system that gets a lot of their fan base at a price range that um, will undermine the PlayStation and Xbox One. And I think they could, with that kind of formula, they could come out on top. Let me ask you this. Do, do you guys know anybody that has a Steam box? Nope. <laughs> no. I, I just, I don't know anybody either. So, I mean, obviously we don't know everybody, but. Right. And the, the fact is that, you know, it's a license they sent out that, you know, um, there's a bunch of people who made Steam boxes, but I don't think they sold. I didn't even know that they were, I mean, I saw that they were being created, but I didn't even know that they were actually being sold yet. Oh, maybe they're not. I thought they were. For some reason, I thought Alienware had theirs out for sale. They made that fancy controller and everything. I, I thought this was... They might. Yeah. I have no idea. Okay. But I, I just... Do you think that console's worth buying? Do, do, do you guys have any opinion on that? The Steam box? Well, the thing is that there are so many different ones, and they come in such a variety of price ranges. Okay. Um... Because literally, that's all they are. They're like a uh, PC that's built with the Steam OS, right? Essentially, so and some of them range from like three hundred dollars all the way up to like five grand. You know. And, and sorry, you may have said this because I, I generally space out from time to time. But <laughs> d- d- don't people that usually play Steam on the regular have a high powered computer? I mean, you know, obviously not everybody, but you know, if well, you're going to look at percentages, yeah, I, I don't know. I right. assume. They have a powerful PC, but I yeah. don't know. I mean, the, but, the beautiful thing about Steam is that you can you can buy some pretty underpowered games on there, so you can play them on, you know, just a an average PC. I would assume. I think the whole point of the Steam Box was um, to make it easy for the average consumer to buy a PC that they know is going to be able to play the games that they buy on Steam. Right. Yeah. Um, so the, the price range is basically, so do you want your games to look amazing? Then, you know, and you have a ton of money, then you can, you can get this one. Um, cause for me personally, I mean, and this is also coming from a technical background. I, I don't trust buying any gaming, you know, like desktop. Uh, if, if I'm going to buy a gaming desktop, it's going to be me buying the parts and putting it together myself. And the average consumer isn't capable of that. Um, and plus two, uh, most consumers may go look for a gaming PC, but they're like, well, is this going to be able to play the games I want? Or, you know, is this going to be able to handle it and blah, blah, blah. So the steam boxes makes it, I, I think it's them trying to make it easier for the average consumer to, to get into PC gaming and, and be able to, you know, pick up a PC and, and right. just, when you say you average know, consumer, you, you're considering all the people who buy just consoles and play games as the, as the average consumer. Yeah. I mean, the people that aren't, you know, from like a technical background or don't know how to build their own computer or don't know all of the, you know, the computer specs when they're looking at, you know, computers like, oh, what is, what does the processor power mean? Or does, do, right. is, or what, is DDR3 good yeah, for memory? Yeah, what type of or? RAM do I need? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Now, the funny thing is, if you go to a dictionary or encyclopedia and you look up the uh, definition of average consumer, you see me, my <laughs> picture right there. <laughs> Because honestly, when I tried to uh, to open, or I tried to download, not download, but I bought Doom, uh, not Doom 3. The new uh, Doom? Diablo 3. Oh, Diablo. And 
it took me forever to get that thing up and running. I didn't know what to do. Like <laughs> I had to get like three different people over here that kind of knew what they were doing to get this thing working because it just wouldn't go. So that's frustrating to me, the average consumer. Right. So it's I see that. a lot easier to get the Xbox version and just play it. Right. It just and works. Yeah. It just the, works. But The one thing I remember, this was uh, when Bioshock, the original Bioshock first came out. Um, the, the computer I had at the time was still from college and it couldn't play the game. I actually had to go in and mod some of the settings for me to be even be able to launch the game and play it. But when I did, all of the textures were, were fucked up and it just it looked like garbage. Um, and so, you know, it, after that, I'm like, OK, it's time for me to build a new computer. And so I did. And then I actually got to play the game in its full glory. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. <laughs> Nice. Cool. So to wrap up my uh, my E three predictions, um, we will get a new uh, game genie for the modern console oh, generation. Shit. That would be awesome. Oh, <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, Bioware will come out with some new IP that has nothing to do with Star Wars, dragons, or space travel. Dude, game genie, man. I I still have that for my original Nintendo. Right. It's. And I got you know I got the book for it and everything. Wow, uh, it's it, I don't know. It was just for for as a kid, you know, playing through games, and then all of a sudden you get this game genie, and you can just play through the games as gods. It's like this is awesome, right? And yeah. that I think that's a little bit of what these newer games are missing. But they're I mean they're the games nowadays are easier. So, but I, I still I still think somewhat. I still think uh, yeah, game genie should, like, should come um, up with something. It's always cool when you see the developers put in like the cheat, you know, mode and stuff like that. It's like so after you beat the game, it unlocks the cheat mode, and then you can go through it and play it however you want to. Eh, I like I like cheat mode from the get go. <laughs> I'm curious how much a game genie costs. Well, how much did it cost? Does anybody remember? I think it was I the cost remember. of a game, wasn't it? Wasn't it the about Probably, like sixty bucks or something like that? I didn't buy things when I when when that was out because I was yeah. too young to. So they were purchased for me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking on Google right now, and they're just. I think I think the cut. last one, last version, uh, was Game Shark that I had. Um, okay. For PlayStation, maybe it wasn't Game Shark. Maybe it was something else. It was something that allowed me to play imports on my my PlayStation. So that was fantastic back in the day when um, GameStop would actually sell import games, so you could play Japanese games. I see that someone's selling the Game Genie booklet, which, uh, Nick, you said you had for $20 on eBay. Oh, damn. Oh, here there it is. You, you can buy it for the NES for eight ninety five used. <laughs> That's so. cheap. Yeah, all this stuff I'll never sell. No. no, of course not. But I'm if I'm in the market to buy one, maybe I will. There you go. There's some games I never beat, you know. I want to get back into these. Yeah. I remember um, Super Contra, <laughs> one of the cheats I would use uh, with the game Genie is every single time you kill an enemy, you get an extra life. Didn't oh, you just wow. read the, the you... Contra code on that? Not what? on Super. Not on Super, I don't think. Oh, that okay. didn't work there. It may, it may have. I don't know. Do you, I, I thought, do you remember? I thought it worked uh, on all the Konami games. I don't I don't know. Uh, <laughs> the, well, I know the game Genie worked on Super Contra for the, the NES. I, it's the only one I have. Yeah, but I mean, no, uh, no, he's talking about the the up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right. It, I don't think that worked on oh. Super Contra. The, yeah, I don't know the Contra code, the Konami code. I assumed it worked. I don't know. I never had Super Contra, so I, I don't know. 
It's a fun game. I like it. Was that Super NES or was that NES? NES. Oh, really? Okay. Just, was uh, I remember it was Super C because the C was big on there and I was a kid and I'm like, ah, Super C. Not realizing it's just Super Contra, but you know, <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. special. Gotcha. All right, Tom. Great. So, uh, wow. Those are some hard hitting uh, <laughs> predictions. Oh, I don't yeah. know. Oh, field. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you think about? Did you think of those all in one day, or did that was that like over the years? All of these have been stewing. Oh uh, no! I mean, I guess they've out. been stewing, right? If you think of them even one day, <laughs> you're brainstorming from ideas you had in the past. So you're thinking to yourself every Christmas, like, oh, I wish I had a game genie oh. for this game. Wish the game genie there. would work. Gosh, dang you! Yeah, try and fit the game genie into the Xbox, and it just doesn't work. <laughs> Uh, I had so. had one for um, the sixty four. You know, unlocked all the all the cheats for uh, Goldeneye free from the get go, and uh, oh. um, it uh, it crashed Zelda or Link, uh, yeah, um, Zelda all the time. Ocarina of Time. I was trying, was just trying to do that because I wanted to run through God mode, but uh, yeah, it it kept crashing and corrupting saves, so it, it stopped using that there. That's because you're not supposed to cheat. Tom. Shush. Mm-hmm. I like cheating in games okay it's i find it uh enjoyable sometimes to just run through mm. he's like i am god i have the power yeah oh, Any, so what else is that it Tom? yeah that's it, it for me that that's was, it uh, well chris cool. you, want, you, you want you want to step up to the plate now yeah i got a few do I you think you can ones. beat tom's crazy predictions Ooh, I don't know. Go over the top. Uh, Come up with something. You'll be all right. You, you know, okay, so these are probably not going to happen. I'll just, actually, maybe some of them, and, and you can give me feedback on this, but um, they're kind of just franchises and games I'd like to see happen again, and some of these could be, because I'm not going to make any predictions about the industry or about a system, because I, I have no idea, but I'm just going to be game-driven here. So the first one I wanted to possibly see, and this can actually be happening. I don't know. I mean, Borderlands 3, are we too early for that? Or is that close? Or do you guys know anything about that? No, I mean, I after not. it depends on, on how, because they just got off of the Battleborn, right? That's so true. they're open to working on something else. So that might be right around the corner. Yeah, I'm, I, I maybe it might be too early, but... And I know you guys aren't aren't huge fans of the Borderlands franchise, from what I know, but I am, and I, I never had so much fun than I did with, well, I, I hate to say that, but it was just a blast playing Borderlands 2. I played it to completion with a couple buddies uh, of mine, so um, I'd like to see them do another one. And, and I did buy the update forget what it was called the one where you were on the moon with zero gravity um i, I didn't think it was well they're, they the do, best. I they're mean, doing the tales or tall tales doing tales from borderlands right so telltale yeah yeah i mean obviously that's that's a different type oh, of experience right, but right, um, right. but i'd like to see a sequel to borderlands a, and maybe do successor. some absolutely well, with some new new classes and obviously that's probably the biggest part for me because I, I love the classes in, in these games. Some of them were just ridiculous. And uh, I thought I heard added. that they were working on a Borderlands 3. Mm. They have to be. They have to be. I, I know that I was excited when they talked about Borderlands 2 on uh, Vita and then it came out and it got panned because apparently it, it was just awful. So, was Ouch. it Borderlands 2 or Borderlands 1 that was on the Vita? 
It was two. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was supposed to be a... I feel like if it would have succeeded, that maybe we would have seen more support for the Vita, you know, because that is a AAA title. And if it would have sold and it was done well, then maybe that more developers would do that. But yeah. it didn't. The other thing, too, is, you know, Sony just kind of started dropping out of Vita support more and more as time went on. Right. And they're all out now, right? They're they're done yeah, they're not making yep. any games for it, but I mean, there are still third-party developers that are. And for me, a handheld device, it's it's not meant for AAA games. Like, a handheld device is meant for those fun games that you can just play for 15 to 20 minutes at a time and put down and come back to. And the nice thing with the Vita that I really like about it is that, you know, it has the freeze, you know, uh, like auto save i don't know how to explain it but basically you can just hit the you know the Pause button put it asleep and then when you, right yeah when you come back to it it's literally exactly where you left off and i i agree with you because uh, i i have more fun i have a lot of fun playing the indie titles on the vita that's one of the main reasons why you know i bought the device but man i mean you know you have games like persona 5 golden there's a persona 4 golden um that's a AAA title, right? So I mean, that's right. fantastic. The Persona on the Vita. games are, yeah, the, they sell well on the Vita, I think. Yeah. So I mean, maybe not a first-person shooter, but and the other thing is, is that I, I wish that 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 game would have succeeded because once again, it doesn't necessarily have to be a AAA title that you would see on a main console on the Vita, but they could develop a, you know, one specifically for that console handheld console that would fit it and use all of the capabilities it has, you know, to the highest degree. I don't know if all of the indie titles do that, but hey, look, I mean, I'm not complaining. Um, I still have it. They still, like you said, develop indie stuff for it. So, yeah, but that wasn't one of my predictions. So I just wanted to get that in there. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, the other thing, uh, so the next one on the list, I have a couple of them. I I wish they would do, and they may be, they may be doing this, but wouldn't it be cool if they did a, a Force Awakens type game in the vein of Knights of the Old Republic or maybe even, you know, a a battle, um, I say Battlefield, but the battle, um, Battlefront Battlefront vein. I mean, are, are well, you guys, do you guys think there's a market for that? There's got to be, right? People want the Force Awaken type games. And Well, here's the thing, Chris. Um, are you familiar with Amy Hennig? She was with Naughty Dog. Yes. So she is actually working on a Star Wars game. Okay. She's writing a Star Wars game that, and I forget with what studio she's with right now, um, but she is in the process of actually writing the story for a Star Wars game. So we're not sure what that's going to be yet, but she's been working on that since she left Naughty Dog. Okay. Yeah, the question is whether okay. or not it's an action game or an RPG game or an action RPG, but it's probably an action game. I mean, I'd be cool with like a hybrid of both, and as long as it was in that time frame, because I think there's a lot of things they could do with that timeline for The Force Awakens mm-hmm. that we don't see, that don't necessarily have to be... It could be, you know, kind of how... Knights of the Old Republic, you know, had undertones of what was going on. And it was set way before the events of Star Wars, but... Right. There's always know, that, was... that fight between good and evil in in every Yeah, version. and the races were all there, right? All the different races were still there. Right. You know, so I, I just... I think that would be cool. And I, I um, 
maybe are we too early in development, uh, Nick, that you've heard for that to be at E3 or is years away or? I don't know, pro- probably at least another year, but who knows? It could show up. They could, like... you know, the thing is nowadays developers are, because of the publishers, announcing games earlier and earlier to try and get the hype up. So, you know, they have right. the publishers, they can, they can have some, you know, all that. They can have some weird jazz. trailer that just shows something like they did for Battlefront, where it's just a, uh, in the snow that, you know, scene that you never see in the game, but it's just, uh, um, what was it? Snow speeders versus, uh, it was a Hoth battle or something like that. And it was just a glimpse. Hmm. Well, I'd be, I'd be happy with just the trailer. You know, I don't need to see gameplay. Right. So. Right. All right. And so the other thing that I wanted to mention is, I don't know if you guys know this about me, but I'm a big fan of side-scrolling beat-em-ups. No. Yeah, I really do like those. <laughs> and So Streets of Rage is right up your alley? Man, I mean, anything like that. So like a, a Final Fight or a Double Dragon. I know they did Double Dragon Neon. Oh, damn and, it. There was um a PlayStation game. Uh, I'll have to look at the title. I think it was Bouncer, um, but it's uh, it's very in that that realm of side scroller beat 'em ups. I think you might really enjoy for PlayStation Two. I I know this, this this will never ever ever happen, but to me, like, wouldn't it be cool if they could do a beat 'em up and kind of just uh, mix all of these different games together? So you could you could be the guy, one of the guys from Double Dragon, fighting with one of the guys from Fi- Streets of Rage, fighting with uh, Cody from Final Fight. I think that would be a cool concept. That, but would, I know that would be never actually because... really cool to see, like a uh, crossover for beat 'em ups. Yes, you know? that's what I'm saying. Yeah, we've got so. we've got crossovers for the fighting games. Why couldn't we do them for a beat 'em up like that? Yeah, if you could do Tekken and Street Fighter, why can't you do? Yeah, you know, Final Fight and Double Dragon. Now, I know when this goes back to the Capcom discussion that we had <laughs> yeah and that they're all over the place and who knows wasn't what there, they will and what they won't do there's a new side scroller beat them up right isn't it neo double dragon or something like that yeah double dragon neon yeah there we go i heard yeah. i've heard good things about that good and bad things i mean i think the bad reviews were just people that they don't kind of didn't connect with it right. yeah there's, there's no you know, i guess they want for them and I think that that counts a lot for this type of game. So, um, so maybe you know something. I was hoping that this turtles game would be the answer that I, I was knew, looking for. I knew but, you were going to go to that. <laughs> no, I, I and I don't want to be disappointed based on reviews. I've said that a thousand times on this podcast. Right. But, but when all the know, reviews just... are seem disappointed, maybe then you go in with low expectations and you well, come out pleasantly surprised. It just doesn't make me want to spend the actual full price on the game. That's the thing. <laughs> I know. So if if I can if I can wait, which I don't want to, but if I I probably need to, if I need to wait, I'll wait till it goes down in price and then try it then. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be. Um, if you wait till November, it'll probably be okay. on sale by then. Yeah. Uh, the last thing is, and I'm also a big fan of the. Um, the 3D action, I guess, action platformer type game. So it's kind of hoping that maybe we'd see a return to a franchise like Darksiders, maybe do a third. I know that THQ had them, and I don't know who owns the rights to that IP right now. 
Didn't but didn't they just do a definitive version of that recently? Darksiders two. They did, but I'd like to see a, a three because I mean I I've played one and two, so right. maybe maybe the studio that did the definitive version owns owns the rights to it. I'm not sure. Maybe I'm not sure, but outside of that, like maybe an Ani Musha. I don't know if that's a game you played, but that was oh, a Capcom. Yeah, that was a yeah. great game. Mm-hmm. Well. I mean, couldn't you also say a crazy E3 prediction that Capcom's going to make another game again outside of a remake? <laughs> oh, ouch! That's yeah. the, eh, that's that's fair. I mean, I it is because they've they've stated they're only making remakes right now. And any other game that they made new, they haven't funded, right? Right, right, right. Yeah, I, Microsoft has. It's a shame. Well, and, once and, again, and um, well, Street Fighter. That's that's Capcom, correct? It is. That was but, only created because of Sony. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that's right. Yeah. No. Yeah. Sony. Sony paid for that. And um, it's, it's, what was the Dead Rising? That was Microsoft, right? Yep. Yeah. That's correct. It's, it's not exactly yeah. um, Capcom, but uh, in the same vein, was it Comcept, the uh, Iwata studio that he made after leaving? Is it Iwata? No, uh, I don't remember what the guy's uh, name is. I don't know. It. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, who are you talking about? Uh, who are you talking about? Um, concept, you know, like the guy who did uh, Mighty Number no. Nine. Is that Inafune? Inafune, that yeah, that's right. Yeah, Inafune. Inafune. Um, you know, they're doing. They're, there's uh, Recore on Xbox. I'd like to see something. I, I, I'd like to see something on that this E3. That would be really nice. But I'm yeah. sure they will because that was announced last year at E3, and they only showed you know the cinematic. Yeah. So I would imagine they're going to show some more Recore. But yeah. you know, it's it's yeah. it's a studio that comes from Capcom, so maybe that's where so, all the creative juices went. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, I was listening to a podcast earlier this week, and that's exactly what they said. That Capcom kind of took a nosedive as soon as Inafune left, as far as creative creativity goes. Yeah. So uh, is that a coincidence or or is it not? So I don't, I don't know. Probably not. So and one they're just too afraid to take risks because you know money. I guess, but man, I mean, th- this this particular company was at the cutting edge of creativity and games. Right. I mean, what happened? Uh, I I don't know. Platinum Games came along and took that title. They, <sighs> Did they, they do everything now? It, it, it very much seems like Platinum Games is today's uh, Capcom to me. Yeah. Well, Konami's just as bad, right? right? Because they they took a lot of my beloved franchises and don't make them anymore. So <laughs> they're all against me. But hey, look, I mean, the I, I just wrapping up my section here. I just uh, I don't think this is going to happen either. It might actually for the next system. This is a Nintendo thing. Um, I had a really good time with the NES Remix games. Oh yeah. So I, I was hoping that they would do maybe a Super NES Remix series. I think everyone's on the same page that that is a great idea. I don't know if they, I mean I, I don't know why they haven't done it or if it's just going to be too difficult or I don't know, but that would be definitely be something I'd like to see because I don't know if you play Tom. You're a big Nintendo guy, right? Yeah. Now, I've, Did you I've play played, this game? I played the remixes. They're they're a blast. Um, the the issue that I have with with um, this kind of game is it gave them they've been stuck in this like sample mentality ever since where yeah. they came up with this amiibo tap game where you tap your amiibos to the thing and it just gives you a demo 
of another game that you could buy yeah. from the e, you know the the e shop, and that's what you know, like yeah. each one of those games was like. Oh, this is nostalgic. I'll go buy that game again, and uh, I think they could do a fuller game from the remix than what they've done. To be honest, well, no, it was just it. That I I hate I I'm sorry if if you like that I, I that's fine I I respect you the the tap thing, but I think it's dumb. Oh no, I, I mean, thought it was stupid as well. That's what I'm saying. Like, it, I think that came about because of the remix games. Yeah, but I mean, the remix was so much better because you you were playing you know games like Mario Three as the princess from right. Mario Two, <laughs> like in little little bite sized tidbits of of different remixed areas. So. That's fantastic to me. Like that's stuff that when we were kids, if we could do that, yeah, I mean, it would be it would just blow your mind. So, if they could do that with some Super NES titles, I think that would be even better. But um, yeah, that's say that's what about, I want to see um, for Nintendo. This is how I feel. They make decisions. Have you guys seen the uh, the South Park episode where uh, they're making fun? They're going after Family Guy. <laughs> Yeah, um, where in yes. the end it's the basically how Family Guy comes up with jokes is that they're manatees. Yes, I saw just, that. <laughs> I, I, that. That to me, you know, manatees basically just picking the balls and putting them in, and that's how they come up with the jokes for Family Guy. <laughs> that's that's how I feel how Nintendo makes their their decisions see, because I scratch my head at so many things, probably over fifty percent of the things they do. Yeah, yeah. I like to think that yes. they're more along the lines of the Mel Gibson episode. Mel Gibson's making all the decisions. <laughs> I didn't see that one. I'm so far behind on South Park. The, so. the Mel Gibson oh, man, one the Mel is an Gibson old, is a really is so old fantastic. episode. Um, <sighs> back from the Passion of the Christ when that movie came way up. They, uh, um, yeah, yeah, go, it, it's a it's a golden oldie. Yeah, cool. All righty. Well, that that's that's all I got. So, how about you, Nick? All right. So I'm going to start off with you know a little bit more of the realistic, crazy <laughs> predictions. Um, the first one, it's just, you know, one I wanted to add in, even though it's not crazy because I know it's going to happen. I want to see The Last of Us 2. Um, yeah. You know, I, I know it's hot off the heels of Uncharted 4 being released, but I know they're making one. Uh, I think someone leaked it, I, uh, either a voice actor or I forget where it came from, but I read that, you know, it, 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 it's happening. And, and for the success it had, it'd be crazy not to. Um, but anyway, so that and then the next one is uh, Left 4 Dead 3. Um, just because, you know, Left 4 Dead 1 and 2 were, I, I had so <laughs> Waiting for that just as them. long as the people who are waiting for Half-Life 3. Well, that was going to be the next one I <laughs> talked about was Half-Life 3. But before I get into that, the reason why I think Left 4 Dead 3 would be amazing right now is because with the new, I mean, obviously, you know, they're going to make it for PC too. But with the new console generation, you can do so much more than you were able to do in Left 4 Dead 1 and 2. You know what's also I mean, really great make... about it is the fact what? that uh, a lot of these consoles are doing cross-play with PC. Mm. And that just, uh, yeah, I think that would be awesome. That would be fantastic. Um, but, I mean, you can do bigger maps, uh, you know, more more zombies on the screen at one time, which means more mayhem. And you can do, you know, even more types of zombies. Um, I mean, you can basically build off of the previous two games. You can bring those zombies back, you know, like the special types, but you can even add, you know, and build on to that. Um, but anyways, Half-Life 3 uh, follows up on the heels of that just because it's, you know, it's also made by Steam. <laughs> um, but yeah, Half-Life 3, I don't, I remember playing the original Half-Life, you know, on PC. And I just, I played through that game more times than I can count. 
and just fell in love with it. And then when Half-Life 2 came out, played, you know, played that a bunch of times. I, I don't know. I just want to see Half-Life 3 as I'm sure many other fans do as well. And, and, and seeing how mm. games like Final Fantasy 7 have been, you know, people have been begging for that remake to see the success of, of the cheers from the crowd on, on, on that alone. They have to, they have to really be looking at that. I mean, that's a cash cow just waiting to happen for Steam. You just have to, you have to feel that. Is there a reason why they never made this game? I think, it, I think it's why? in like development hell. Um, well, it's just, steam yeah they do what they want so if if they don't want to do that they'll work on whatever they do want to work on oh i i get it i mean but they want to make money just like any other company so yeah man this i mean i just i feel like they just want to make it perfect but there's just so much hype for this game <laughs> it's gonna come out <laughs> oh, right i mean it has it'll, to eventually. it'll never be perfect and maybe that's why they'll never release it is because people would tear uh, it to shreds yeah, people tear stuff to shreds anyway, right? Yeah, I mean, the just, full of trolls everywhere. Right, and then, right. but I mean, just because of the spotlight that that game would be under, it would have to do extremely well. Just imagine everyone was pumped for the new Ninja Turtles from Platinum Games, and they that got don't tore do, down. Don't do that. Don't, just don't do that. Right? Why do you have to do that? <laughs> I'm just saying. Why do you have to do that to me? <laughs> I'm just saying the Raiders, the 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 uh, um, the people reviewing these things, you know, they're they're super critical. Of these kinds of games that have a lot of hype, well, and, and Chris, you... none bigger than Half Life Three. I was so excited, Tom. I was so excited. <laughs> you know why he he does that, Chris? Is because this podcast isn't about you know just big vision gaming and you know us having a gaming podcast. It's it, secretly the show was you know to to bring you on to it and to just you know make me sad, rip on you, and make you sad constantly. No, that, not that trying to make purpose. you sad. Come on, we're just trying to be real here. Oh God, that's even worse. <laughs> listeners, uh, listeners out there, can you believe that I have to sit here and take this? Because I, I feel like I don't. I mean, if you, if you have any comments or questions, please post. You're gonna sit there and you're gonna like it. <sighs> Attack. Yeah. Hey, back to your. Um, I, I wanted to talk about the Left for Dead. So we all know the whole Rage Nick thing, and um, I don't know why you want this game because I feel like. I mean, I know for my for personal self, Rage Chris comes out with Left 4 Dead 2 because <laughs> that game is just so frustrating. We, we should all get on there and play together, and you can you can listen to Nick go. <sighs> is it a backwards compatible yeah, game? Yeah, remember? Um, yeah, yeah, I, we should I installed definitely do that. it on mine. Um, Let's do yeah. it. There there were moments when we played the original where Nick's like, "You fucking got caught again!" Like I'd be like, <laughs> the tongue guy would come <laughs> and whip me from across yeah. the room. He's like, "Why the fuck are you back?" There, all by yourself. <laughs> Stay with the group. I'm like, oh. I can hear that. I get I can lost. Hear it. There's no radar, but <laughs> yeah, there's no radar. If there was, I'd say all the dots together. Yeah. <laughs> oh, those liquors! I hate those things. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god! They get you so, they have play... such range too. So, and when you play PvP, man, it's you know where the other players are controlling them, and it's not you know the AI. It's even worse. Yeah, I've never played the PvP. It's it's challenging. It's I mean, especially if you get faced up against people that are really good and have you know some good strategies and know what they're doing. Oh man, it's, it's a lot of fun though. Being being the zombies on in PvP. So how many keep... um, how many players were in the regular? Was it four? Yep. Yeah. It's, would it's, you want to see more? It's it's four, uh, and I don't think more would do would do well. I think four is a good group. Um, I would love to see. Not so. So the campaign, you know, with just all the maps and everything, you do four, 
but you could do a mayhem like kind of survival mode where like you know how in in left for dead 2 they made the survival areas where like you have to stay there and survive as long as you can i would love to see that expanded to be even more people with even more zombies that area would be cool to see like with a you know an expanded player amount yeah yeah agreed yeah but, definitely we need to play that yeah but because... what was always fun about that game is when you when you end up getting like the AI in there and you just did not care for their characters at all because they're gonna respawn eventually, you know. You have to go and get out of a out of a closet or something silly like that. But uh, oh yeah, half cool. the time I'm just like, oh, you're back there doing stupid stuff again. I'm just gonna leave you. <laughs> bye bye. But all right, um, moving on. Um, the next game also holds a special place in my heart. Have you guys ever played the Legacy of Kane series? Oh, that game is awesome. Those games are awesome. You know, they were some of I, my favorite I games. I don't think I have. It was, uh, I played them, it was the uh, place, the original, was it the original PlayStation? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, third person game, you know, it was uh, you know, kind of like, a, there was a lot of combat involved. Um, I mean, you played as Raziel in the first game, and he was one of Kane's. You know, Kane was the first, uh, you know, vampire. Okay. And uh, so he was always the one that was, you know, evolving first and all of that. And so Raziel comes along, and he evolved before Kane did, and he actually had wings. Um, and so Raziel or Kane was pissed off at him, so he basically just ripped and shredded his wings and threw him down the into the abyss. Um, and you know, Raziel came back from that. I'm not going to you know say everything from it. Um, but, uh, just an awesome game series. I made, they made, um, I forget how many different games they made. Uh, I mean, there's Legacy of Kane. I mean, there was Legacy of Kane two, And then there was also a Kane game where you played as Kane. Um, and then I think that the was fine- Blood Omen two. Yeah, and then the final one though was where you didn't you switch between Kane and Raziel? That was Legacy of Kane Defiance, I believe. Yeah, and I mean, so that, that kind of wrapped. Uh, I, I don't know how you know ending that was for like the actual storyline, uh, but just there was actually um, Legacy of Kane uh, something Sun Dark Sun or something like that, and it was actually a canceled Legacy of Kane game that they made. Um, they, they never finished it, but you can actually go out and there's like, you know, demos of it. And I guess uh, Nixon also was telling me there there's also a developer's commentary, one that you can watch. Um, but it was just kind of cool to see that game because just, you know, I love the series uh, and I'd love to see another one. Um, but yeah, so that's that's one you know series I would love to see rebooted. Uh, um, I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, th- th- it was just. I remember playing this game, and you know that it started on the uh, Super NES, I think, or it would, no, maybe it wasn't a PlayStation, but the first game was a 2D action adventure game. Did you know that? If I did, I forgot. Yeah, it was the Blood Omen Legacy of Kane game, and I didn't play it. I, I missed that one. I started with the one you talked about, mm-hmm. um, but I always love these games. I could play them over and over again because... Like you said, just the story and the graphics and the fact that you were a vampire with wings. I mean, that's fantastic. Although um, I wish I wish you could have played as Raziel when he had the actual wings before they were shredded apart. Yeah, that's true. Because then you'd actually be able to fly versus just glide. Yeah, yeah. But I guess it was just a game mechanic that they wanted you to deal with. Yeah. 
Uh, but that one where you can play as Kane, man, I love that game. I mean, Sucking the fact the blood out of people. Yeah, it was awesome. So I'm with you 100%. I'd love to see this be, and I don't even know if I'd want to see it be rebooted. I mean, I, I'd maybe just continue on with the story, right? Yeah, I mean, either way. I mean, to be honest, I, I would be fine either way just because I want to play the game again in a, on a new console. Would you want to see a complete top, like from the bottom up redo of the first game or second game? You mean just like a... Uh... Remaster. A reboot completely or just a remastered version? Yeah, just remastered from from scratch, you know, not just an HD upgrade. Oh, so a reboot then. I guess, but keep the same story. Mm, yeah, I'd be fine with that because then, I mean, you'd, you'd be able to it, have a fresh feeling. So even if you played it, it would still feel like that. Um, I mean, you'd probably want to tweak the story just a little bit so you're not already know everything that's going to happen. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I, I think that maybe, I don't know. Was this was this a pretty big franchise? I I, I liked it, but and you did. It was. Was it okay? Okay, but but yeah. anyways, moving on. Um, Psyops. I don't know if any of you guys ever played that. That was for the PlayStation Two, and so you. Uh, I don't remember the full background of it, but I do remember. I mean, you were a soldier, and then you got basically these uh, psychic powers where you can, you know, pick people up, throw people like you. I think you have like fire blast, like all these different powers you can use. It was the first game where I saw some like really awesome ragdoll physics because I would just love to pick people up and you just see their <laughs> bodies just kind of like flailing there. Like, you know, they're like, oh, what's going on? What's going on? And, then, you know, and then you could just throw them or, you know, smash them on the ground or kind of do whatever you want. But, okay. um it's just a fun game to play, uh, so I'd, I'd I'd love to see that you know either rebooted or come up with another game, something along those lines. Um, just a, a cool idea, uh, and you could do a lot with it now, especially with you know the the power of the new consoles and PCs. Yeah, um, Siphon Filter is oh, yeah. another Ooh. one. Uh, I think they made three or four of these games. Um, it was kind of like a uh, what's the What's the big Xbox game? Um, the you mean the Tom Clancy ones? No, no, uh, Splinter Cell. Splinter Cell. Yeah, I would equate it to a Splinter Cell a little bit, um, although it's more actiony. Um, third person game. Uh, it was kind of like Splinter Cell, but not. Splinter like, it was Cell more is a Tom Clancy stealth. game, isn't it? What? Said so Splinter Cell is a Tom Clancy game, isn't it? I, I don't know. It, it is. Okay. I was right. Okay. See, okay. finally, I'm right. So. <laughs> giving you right, credit, Chris. Chris. You giving you credit. I said it. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. Um, but uh, yeah, so it would be a it would be a cool one to see. You know, kind of have a mix of like stealth and action, and you know, as you know, you're a soldier and you're you're fighting against you know whatever the the, the evil is at the moment. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, and then. The last thing I want to talk about now is, does does that game influence your PlayStation tag? Um, there, your Nick, maybe, <laughs> maybe a little bit. What's your PlayStation tag again? Siphon ninety nine. Oh yeah, well there you go. You must have really loved that game. I did. <laughs> did you play all three of them? Uh yes, a long time ago. Did you? So when I was, I wanted Metal Gear, but my girlfriend bought me at the time. 
bought me siphon filter and I said, what the hell? This is not Metal Gear. <laughs> but I was pleasantly surprised. And I'm with you 100%. This game was fun. Yeah. I had a blast playing it. You know, it was... Uh... That's another good comparison. Um, Metal Gear, right? A stealth, eh. stealthy kind of game, but yeah, yeah. this is definitely more action than that one was. More action, right? I like the stuff. Did the story stop making sense? I'm trying to remember because I, I, <laughs> I thought it got really convoluted. What, Metal Gear or Siphon Filter? No, well, obviously Metal Gear, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, siphon filter. That's where it was taking its cues from, man. I have no freaking clue what's going on in Metal Gear, so don't I don't even want to talk about that. But, um, but yeah, siphon filter. I thought it got, and I could be wrong. I thought there was people that were dying and then they come back, and I, I don't know. I, I just I don't remember that as much, but I, I I remember more so the fact that the gameplay just kept me going, and it didn't seem like the game ever really got to the point where I didn't want to play it anymore. You know, those types of games. I thought that it just kept me kept me uh, attentive and attracted to keep going and wanted to play till the end. So I'm, I wish they would do another one of these, and I don't know why they... Who made this game? Do you remember? I, I don't no, know. No, I don't. Okay. Well, keep talking. Well, I'll find I out mean, for these, you. These Sony games Interactive. games that I played so long Was it? ago. Yeah. Um, 989 Studios and Sony Interactive are the publishers. That's right, 989. Um, okay. They did have uh, a PSP um, game in 2007. Yeah. I remember that. I did not play that one, though. And then there was another game in 2007 called Combat Ops, and I don't know if that is... What 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 is that? Oh, it's a, it's another portable game. Okay, so they came out with two games for the PSP. It looks like. And then um, the last one I want to talk about is uh, a Gundam Wing game using the same engine as Zone of the Enders, like that kind of combat style, where you know it's free flowing, flying, and you know it's just I mean you mission can move around easily. Okay. So there, there are like mission objective things where you, you jump in, do the mission, and then it scores you. Well, no, just the um, just the, the combat itself and the movement. Um, I, I feel like Zone of the Enders was like the perfect like game, like engine for a Gundam Wing game. Because, you know, Gundam Wing, you know, it's either you, it's not just solely on the ground like all of the, the Gundam games that I've played. Mm-hmm where they're, they're like, you know, the original Gundam, where it's just, you know, walking mechs. There's not as much flying in, like, you know, open environments to fly around and do all that stuff. And plus, you could have some cool space battles with it. Um, I mean, you could do a lot. Yeah. Um, I know there is... They, they've done a couple of um, Gundam games. Um, uh, Dynasty Warriors are probably the best ones they've come out with. But even then, they're they're not that great. Um, I do have one that I can probably let you borrow. Um, it has to do with, um, I think it's 0083, um, and it's it's got a good story to it, and some of it's on rail, some of it's not, and it's it's a little it's a weird game sometimes, but it's a it's a it might be more along the lines of something you might want to play closer to this Zone of Enders. Can I borrow it too? <laughs> You have to come all the way to Ohio from Pennsylvania. <laughs> Never mind. But, uh, yeah, so I mean, I, I really feel like a Gundam Wing game using that engine would just be a blast to play. Yeah, it'd be it'd be cool, to, you know, if they had like a character selection screen too, so you get to choose any one of the the five Gundams to go in and play. 
Yep, and and also cool. Um, depending on which one you play, it may determine um, where you're at in the level. So like you know, if you play as one character, you and you go through the game, you may experience something completely different than when you if you you know chose a different character like if you know maybe some missions you know the same it's just a huge battle but other missions it's more along the lines of um like uh you know you have this you know objective you need to go and do and so you're over there where all you know where the other people are over on a different you know part or you know you have your own task or something like that and it could even open it up to being a multiplayer game to where, you know, you have, you know, you can, you know, there's five Gundams, you can have, you know, up to five people playing at the same time, you know, with your mm-hmm. friends. Interesting. I I do, hold on one second here, I'm trying to look this up. Um, there, My favorite Gundam game came out on um, Dreamcast. It's a first-person shooter, uh, untold story. Oh, man. So while you're looking, I just have a question. So can you get out of these Gundams? Are you, is there like little men that are driving these ships? There are little men driving the ships. Oh, yeah. but... Wait, you've never watched any any Gundams like no. series ever? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, man. Um, just go watch Gundam Wing. It's my fave. Yeah. yeah. All right, I, I'll give it a shot. I mean, I'll give it, it a shot. They're, they're extremely... Um, some of them get really, really around themselves. Um, and the stories get somewhat hard to follow. Um, but yeah, I mean, hey, look, I'll be honest with you. I don't really watch any anime at all. Is that anime? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So, I mean, I don't know anything about any anime, but I'm open to watching things. So, I mean, if you're saying it's good, I'll give it a shot. Mm -hmm. And here's a shout out to just the anime Tom turned me in, turned, turned me, uh, onto, uh, that I've just been absolutely loving, uh, Hero Academia. Yeah. Oh my God. I can't get enough of it. Let me write that down. Hero academia academia yeah yeah so here what's, Hero this, academy. what's this about yeah so, what's it about so basically it's you know in the future uh and basically all of a sudden there was a, a baby that was glowing okay. um and ever since then people started showing up or like being born with what they called quirks and quirks were basically abilities and they could range from, you know, you can create fire or water or you could push objects or like just anything you can think of that, that could be a power um, started manifesting in people. And so heroes were born because, you know, people would be, you know, villains with the power. Pretty much so, like the opposite of X-Men. <laughs> Mutants yeah, aren't, except, aren't you know, scared. People aren't scared of them. Yeah, because like 80% of the population has quirks, you know, and there's there's a very small you know amount of the population that doesn't. And so the story follows along this kid who is quirkless. And I, you know, I don't, I, I don't know if I want to go more into telling you the story, but I would, you know, it, it follows him and his journey uh, to becoming a hero and possibly the greatest hero of all time. But where can I or any of our listeners watch this show? Uh, uh, it's on Hulu. Yeah, Hulu. Um, there's only what is it seven episodes right now and it comes they come out on hulu every sunday but the manga you you know the manga is basically like a comic book you know the japanese version of a comic book Mm -hmm. Uh, it's all black and white um but you can go read the manga and i think they're like at 70 or 80 or something like that i think they're 91 was the last one i read oh you're right 91 yeah because i don't have hulu so i might have to do that yeah all right cool yeah awesome um and with that, uh, 
I mean, any other any other E three crazy predictions you guys want to mention before we wrap this up? Not crazy, but I mean, do you think they're going to show the uh, the iteration for Xbox or PS four Half Life systems? <laughs> For Xbox, no, but they could with the PS4 just because uh, the the rumors were that it was going to be a release this fall with the PlayStation VR. Okay. Um, but, I mean, you guys heard uh, John posted it uh, in the group, um, the, the rumors about uh, the Xbox being compatible. The, the next version of the Xbox is supposed to be four times as power, powerful as the current one being compatible with the Oculus Rift. So, yeah. but that uh, I mean to, that, to combat, I think, you know, be... like the the PS4 Neo, right? Like that's yeah. supposed to be their better system that's more powerful, so that they can run the PlayStation VR. So to combat VR, it'd be nice if the uh, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past Xbox. Yeah, although the the thing I, I the thing I don't sure. understand is. Well, the, the PlayStation 4 Neo, it seems like it was, yeah, to help with the VR, but also, you know, to enable 4K. Um, mm-hmm. So for people with 4K TVs, they can actually, you know, see their games in 4K versus just 1080p. Right. Um, but you're still, I feel like you're still going to need that external, and, and maybe you won't, maybe with the PS4.5, you know, the Neo, you won't, you'll only need the VR headset and you won't actually need the additional processing like power unit that, that comes with it. Um, so maybe that, just, maybe that'll be the bonus of getting it versus just like, if you have a regular PS4, then you'll need that additional processing power unit. So it'll cost more, but I think you'll probably still need the additional processor. It's just, uh, everything runs better, smoother on, yeah. on the, phone. I'd like to know how much smoother and whether or not it's worth, I mean, it's just a hard pill for me to swallow. I don't want to well, be negative. No, I mean, but... of course for everyone, I'm not, I don't want to buy another system. I'm right there with you. And I was a, I was an early adopter for the Xbox One. I mean, I paid full price and for you got it. That so, damn I mean... Well, what I would like to see is what Xbox, you know, Microsoft was talking about was the the possibility of adding modular units to increase power. Something like that, I wouldn't mind. But needing to buy an entirely new console to to get the the latest and greatest graphics from games and other stuff like that, that would turn me off, and I think it would turn a lot of people off in the gaming community. Agreed, agreed. So that was that was just something I was thinking about, but um, yeah, I don't have anything else, guys. Bam. Right. So uh, yeah, well, I got the, I found that that Gundam, uh, Gundam Side Story 0079. It's a first-person shooter on on um, Dreamcast, and actually, like uh, the cool thing about it is if you complete missions specific in specific ways, you actually get it's it's a one of those uh, Star uh, Star Fox things where you go actually off to do another mission um, with, say, like, if you save, if you shoot down this thing here, then you pick up the, the thing that it had, and uh, now you've got a, the the best suit midway through the game versus waiting to the end or, you know, like, okay. it, it was pretty interesting, I thought. Do you have a Dreamcast? Uh, I do. It's in storage. It probably doesn't run anymore because it's probably damp down there. It might, it might be damaged. I know. And check. <laughs> Try it. All right. Well, unfortunately, guys, it's that time again where we got to say goodbye. Oh. Tom, why don't you tell us where people can follow us at if they want to keep the show rolling? Well, keep the show rolling. Please tell us. I mean, 
Well, I mean, is are we in not trouble here? Listening to this podcast, <laughs> but if they want to just keep listening to us and and, and stuff. Well, you know, maybe if they want to, you know, also give us topics or tell us how we're doing or just generally give us feedback on the show, they can go to the Big Vision Gaming community on Facebook or tweet at us at Big Vision Gaming. And uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, and once just to add on to that. If you guys like these predictions, if you have some of your own, tweet at us, send us messages, send us oh, yeah. regular letters. Let us know what you think. Snail mail. Definitely, yeah. And feel free. I mean, if you got your own crazy predictions, send them our way. Facebook. That works too. Yeah. yeah. The the Twatter sphere. Yeah. Twa- yeah. Twatter? Twitter. I don't know. I, I think it was like a there was um a senator or some kind of politician that that said twatter or i'm gonna twat or something like that it was because <laughs> he didn't know what the heck he was talking about it was pretty that funny, is pretty so great. I, just, funny. I just say that because i think it's funny so where can we find you tom uh you guys can play games with me on xbox at um big thumping 101 and you can find me on twitter twatting <laughs> at dark side <laughs> weird Chris. And you can follow me at CNAPS13, that's C-N-A-P-P-S-13, or you can find me on the PSN Xbox One under CNAPS. And for me, uh, Envision86 on Twitter and Xbox, and then Siphon99 on the PlayStation. And with that, thanks for listening, everyone, and be sure to join us next week for another show. And if you don't, well, thanks for listening to this one at least, right? Right. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye.